Section 10 of the Encantadas. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by James K. White. The Encantadas by Herman Melville. Sketch 10th. Runaways, Castaways, Solitaries, Gravestones, etc. And all about, old stocks and stubs of trees, whereon nor fruit nor leaf was ever seen, did hang upon ragged knotty knees, on which had many wretches hanged been. Some relics of the hut of Oberlus partially remain to this day at the head of the clinkered valley. Nor does the stranger, wandering among other of the enchanted isles, fail to stumble upon still other solitary abodes, long abandoned to the tortoise and the lizard. Probably few parts of earth have, in modern times, sheltered so many solitaries. The reason is that these isles are situated in a distant sea, and the vessels which occasionally visit them are mostly all whalers, or ships bound on dreary and protracted voyages, exempting them in a good degree from both the oversight and the memory of human law. Such is the character of some commanders and some seamen, that under these untoward circumstances it is quite impossible but that scenes of unpleasantness and discord should occur between them. A sullen hatred of the tyrannic ship will seize the sailor, and he gladly exchanges it for isles, which, though blighted as by a continual sirocco and burning breeze, still offer him, in their labyrinthine interior, a retreat beyond the possibility of capture. To flee the ship in any Peruvian or Chilean port, even the smallest and most rustical, is not unattended with great risk of apprehension, not to speak of jaguars. A reward of five pesos sends fifty dastardly Spaniards into the wood, who, with long knives, scour them day and night in eager hopes of securing their prey. Neither is it, in general, much easier to escape pursuit at the Isles of Polynesia. Those of them which have felt a civilizing influence present the same difficulty to the runaway with the Peruvian ports, the advanced natives being quite as mercenary and keen of knife and scent as the retrograde Spaniards. While owing to the bad odor in which all Europeans lie, in the minds of aboriginal savages who have chanced to hear aught of them, to desert the ship among primitive Polynesians is, in most cases, a hope not unforlorn. Hence the enchanted isles become the voluntary tarrying places of all sorts of refugees, some of whom too sadly experience the fact that flight from tyranny does not of itself ensure a safe asylum, far less a happy home. Moreover, it has not seldom happened that hermits have been made upon the isles by the accidents incident to tortoise-hunting. The interior of most of them is tangled and difficult of passage beyond description. The air is sultry and stifling, an intolerable thirst is provoked, for which no running stream offers its kind relief. In a few hours, under an equatorial sun, reduced by these causes to entire exhaustion, woe betide the straggler at the enchanted isles. Their extent is such as to forbid an adequate search, unless weeks are devoted to it. 
the impatient ship waits a day or two. When the missing man remaining undiscovered, up goes a stake on the beach with a letter of regret and a keg of crackers and another of water tied to it, and away sails the craft. Nor have there been wanting instances where the inhumanity of some captains has led them to wreak a secure revenge upon seamen who have given their caprice or pride some singular offence. Thrust ashore upon the scorching marl, such mariners are abandoned to perish outright, unless by solitary labours they succeed in discovering some precious driblets of moisture oozing from a rock or stagnant in a mountain pool. I was well acquainted with a man who, lost upon the isle of Narborough, was brought to such extremes by thirst that at last he only saved his life by taking that of another being. A large hair-seal came upon the beach. He rushed upon it, stabbed it in the neck, and then throwing himself upon the panting body, quaffed at the living wound. The palpitations of the creature's dying heart injected life into the drinker. Another seaman, thrust ashore in a boat upon an isle at which no ship ever touched, owing to its peculiar sterility and the shoals about it, and from which all other parts of the group were hidden, this man, feeling that it was sure death to remain there, and that nothing worse than death menaced him in quitting it, killed seals, and inflating their skins, made a float, upon which he transported himself to Charles's island, and joined the Republic there. But men not endowed with courage equal to such desperate attempts find their only resource in forthwith seeking some watering-place, however precarious or scanty building a hut, catching tortoises and birds, and in all respects preparing for a hermit life, till tide or time or a passing ship arrives to float them off. At the foot of precipices on many of the isles, small rude basins in the rocks are found, partly filled with rotted rubbish or vegetable decay, or overgrown with thickets and sometimes a little moist which, upon examination, reveal plain tokens of artificial instruments employed in hollowing them out by some poor castaway or still more miserable runaway. These basins are made in places where it was supposed some scanty drops of dew might exude into them from the upper crevices. The relics of hermitages and stone basins are not the only signs of vanishing humanity to be found upon the isles, and, curious to say, that spot which, of all others in settled communities, is most animated, at the Enchanted Isles presents the most dreary of aspects, and though it may seem very strange to talk of post-offices in this barren region, yet post-offices are occasionally to be found there. They consist of a stake and a bottle, the letters being not only sealed, but corked. They are generally deposited by captains of Nantucketers for the benefit of passing fishermen, and contain statements as to what luck they had in whaling or tortoise-hunting. Frequently, however, long months and months, whole years glide by, and no applicant appears. The stake rots and falls, presenting no very exhilarating object. If now it be added that grave stones, or rather grave boards, are also discovered upon some of the isles, the picture will be complete. Upon the beach of James's Isle, for many years, was to be seen a rude finger-post, pointing inland. 
and, perhaps, taking it for some signal of possible hospitality in this otherwise desolate spot, some good hermit living there with his maple-dish, the stranger would follow on in the path thus indicated, till at last he would come out in a noiseless nook and find his only welcome, a dead man, his soul greeting the inscription over a grave. Here, in 1813, fell, in a daybreak duel, a lieutenant of the U.S. frigate Essex, aged twenty-one, attaining his majority in death. It is but fit that, like those old monastic institutions of Europe, whose inmates go not out of their own walls to be inured, but are entombed there where they die, the Encantadas, too, should bury their own dead, even as the great general monastery of earth does hers. It is known that burial in the ocean is a pure necessity of seafaring life, and that it is only done when land is far astern and not clearly visible from the bow. Hence, to vessels cruising in the vicinity of the Enchanted Isles, they afford a convenient potter's field. The interment over, some good-natured forecastle poet and artist seizes his paintbrush and inscribes a doggerel epitaph. When, after a long lapse of time, other good-natured seamen chance to come upon the spot, they usually make a table of the mound, and quaff a friendly can to the poor soul's repose. As a specimen of these epitaphs, take the following found in a bleak gorge of Chatham Isle. O oh, Brother Jack, as you pass by, as you are now, so once was I just so game and just so gay but now alack they've stopped my pay no more i peep out of my blinkers here i be tucked in with clinkers end of sketch tenth recording by james k white chula vista end of the encantadas by herman melville